Backstage Pass is made possible by Mauer Productions on Stage, producers of the classic musical Men of La Mancha, opening Friday, February 6, 2009, at the Kelsey Theater in West Windsor, New Jersey. Hello, and welcome to Backstage Pass, Central New Jersey's community theater podcast. I'm John Maurer, and I'll be moderating this session, where we will be discussing the much-loved perennial favorite of the Kelsey Theater holiday season, Twas the Night Before Christmas, being presented by the Kelsey Players. This musical is an adaptation of the Clement Moore classic poem and has been a staple of the Kelsey Theater for over 12 years, and it's just as loved today as it was when it began. Clement Moore's poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, was first published anonymously in 1823. It is largely responsible for the conception of Santa Claus from the mid-19th century to today. Everything that we take for granted about that jolly old elf was first immortalized in these words. From his red suit and button nose to his sleigh and reindeer were all listed in the lines of this classic work. Prior to this, American ideas about St. Nicholas and other Christmas-tide visitors varied considerably. The poem has also influenced the perception of St. Nicholas and Santa Claus beyond the United States to the rest of the world. With me here to talk about this production is Diane Wargo, the director, Ken Ams, who plays Clement Moore, and John Costello, who plays Mr. Kringle. Thank you all for coming. Thank you, John, for having us. Yes, thank you. Now, Diane, uh, this show has been running at the Kelsey Theater for a long time. How long have you been directing it? I believe I've been directing for seven years, and uh, I came on uh, right around the turn of the millennium. I'm starting <laughs> to feel as old as Santa Claus directing the show. And uh, I brought with me my good friend Ken Ams to play Clement Moore, and I played Eliza, his wife, and my daughter Chelsea played the role of Charity, and we had just come off a production of Annie at Washington Crossing Park, and we had a lot of talented kids, so I just kind of picked uh, the kids that were shining stars for us at in Annie and uh, brought them along that first year and John Costello gave me a phone call and said you know I've played Santa every year and I would really love to continue playing Santa how about giving me a look and I said sure and we met right here in the lobby and he did his lines and I said I can't let this man go. He's got to stay as Santa Claus. And so we have John with us. So you've series. actually been playing Santa since the beginning? I've been playing Santa for 12 years. This for will be 12, my 12th so, year. So just about from the beginning of the, the run for this. My daughter uh, auditioned for the show, and she was accepted. And at that time, uh, she was young, so I went with her. And we auditioned as a pair everywhere. <laughs> the Kelsey auditioning stage. Right. <laughs> and, and, we, and we played different parts in different uh, shows. We played for Princeton Opera and uh, various other uh, groups. And we came here on audition and both got selected for the show. And um, Kitty decided I was going to be Santa Claus. And that's <laughs> how I got into the Santa role. Now, the show, when it first began, was a small cast show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that traditionally when the show was done... A, other places it was a large cast when it came to Kelsey originally it was a small cast but you changed that over the years didn't you yes I have Uh, there have just been so many talented families and I think because it's such a family oriented show fathers come with their children and they want to be a part of it sometimes I'll have a mother a father and they bring two of their children and it just makes for that nice community the play is supposed to be in New York in 1822 and so we try to really give a nice sense of 
the community with families and so I let it grow beyond just the Moore family and a few narrators. We're up to 35 in the cast this year and uh, it's it's just a wonderful feeling. It helps to really bring the spirit of Christmas into everyone's lives and it, the audience seems to love seeing different types of families on that stage. Right, now this is something that the show itself is still loved after all these years. People keep coming back every year because <laughs> it isn't the same every year. Well, what I try to do is, is make it fresh for us. If we've done the show for John 12 years, Ken and I 7 years, just a few little things each year. Uh, I've added a mother's chorus when the mother is singing the lullaby. It was very nice when Eliza sang a lullaby to her children, but then I thought, all mothers have that same sentiment of wanting joy and happiness for their children. So why not show four different mothers with their children and giving those same wishes to their children? Uh, I also have added elves at the beginning of the show just to show what it looks like in Santa's workshop. And I know that the audience loves dance and loves to watch children dance. So I've added things like that. Now what's it like that you're doing the show every year? And you said you've added something new each year to make it fresh for you. But from the production end of it, you're, you're sort of coming in every year and you re-audition a lot of people, don't you? I do. Uh, you know, the basic family, uh, Ken and I stay, <laughs> and pretty soon we're going to be old enough to play Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Uh, but I, I do hold auditions each year because it's also a part of children's theater, and I want to educate children on how to be a part of theater and how to audition. So I do want to go through that whole process so that they get their first taste of what it's like to audition and then to be in their first production. So a show like this is good for first-timers coming out? Yes, it is, because uh, the major roles are usually taken care of by the veteran actors, and then it's a great place to get your feet wet and learn what theater is all about. Now, the music in this show is a lot of traditional Christmas music, isn't it? Yes, it is. A lot of Christmas carols, and uh, there was music written specifically for this show that helps to tell the story. Ah, okay. I think that's an advantage, too, for first-timers. You know a lot of the music already. It takes you beyond the fourth wall because the, the cast spends some time in with the audience before the show actually starts. We carol in the lobby, we carol in the house. So it's good exposure in a number of, number of different areas. And we follow that over also into the show itself mm -hmm. because we, we, never, we never have a fourth wall, so to speak. Right. It's always an interaction type of thing with the audience. Yeah, John and I violate that fourth wall more often than not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I'm also in the show and don't have to keep yelling at these guys. Hey, bring it back to the stage. <laughs> so uh, you, as a director and you're uh, also an actress in the show, what's that like wearing both hats? It's difficult, uh, especially in the beginning rehearsal process, because I'm so busy keeping my eyes on the whole stage that I have to step out of the role of the actress. Uh, I think that's why it's important to have a close friend that is playing your counterpart, because then he understands when I leave that stage that he just keeps the, his part going and know that I'm looking at different things on stage. I do get to the point when I turn the show over to the stage manager, Ginny McGowan, and I say, okay, everyone, now I have to be the actress, and Ginny is the one in charge. But I also make sure that everything is as I want it before I turn the show over to her. Now, saying about close friends, uh, your choreographer is a very close friend, too, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's, this is a whole family experience. Uh, my choreographer is Chelsea Wargo. She's uh, 18 years old. She's a student at Temple University. Chelsea has grown up in this community in theater. As I said, she started uh, in the role of the youngest daughter seven years ago and played that role for two years, moved on to the older daughter. Then uh, in high school, she started choreographing because it's, it's the kind of dance that uh, a teenager can do. 
and brought in some friends. They did a whole snow dance, and uh, that was a big hit. And now she wants to come back because she enjoys the experience and also has the love for Twas. So we we do keep it in the family. Uh, We like to have new people join our family each year, but uh, it's also nice. It's like coming back home every year for Christmas. Is there a lot of new people in the show this year? This year, I think we only have about seven or eight people, and it's been very easy to put this one back put this together. Uh, Madison Glassman is new to a lead role. She's playing the role of Margaret. And we have Caroline Maurer, who is back as Charity. And Madison went through and came through as um, an elf and as, and as a dancer. And I think she knew the show. And so she was able to very easily step into the role of Margaret. So it's been pretty effortless. And it's just about getting everyone to hit their marks and their places on stage. And we're, we're ready to roll. We're ready to jingle our bells. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you're bringing this show up, it's, it seems like people who have been in lesser roles later on, they sort of grow in the show and eventually move up as their experience and their talent mm-hmm. grow. They move up in the show. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been the case for you. Oh, it has. Um, We've seen lead owls step up and become charities mm-hmm. over time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Now, Ken, you've uh, how long have you been playing? The same seven years, yes. Diane introduced me to this a number of years ago. It was uh, challenging. Some of the music is not always as straightforward as you expect it to be. Um, It's interesting to spend your holidays with people and seeing them year after year after year and the growth. Seeing the little Estelles become, again, Margaret's or Charities. Seeing the young boys grow into young men. That's very interesting. Now, you're playing not a classic character, but an author of classic literature. Right. So it's not a character that people know about. There's no preconception of what he is other than what he's written. Mm-hmm. And, that, and how do you approach that in the role? Um, with as much fun as possible. Again, I've got a sense of humor I try and bring out in a lot of things that I do. I interact with imaginary characters on stage, as you can imagine, being my muses that drive the poem into me. Um, they underscore the fact that I think you have to let a little bit go. He has a line that says he's got to be serious. He's a college professor. He has to let that go in order to write a poem for his children. I think in the past he's been less successful, at least as the story reads, because he struggles throughout the month of December, it seems, to come up with something that'll fly. And in this case, when he's convinced through illusions or these fantasies to actually become more childlike and to think like his children and to call it Santa Claus instead of St. Nicholas, all of a sudden that's the hook that he needs. And you were talking about illusions and fantasies. so. It's not just a straight, boring narration. I mean, there's... There are fanciful characters. Again, the visions of sugar plums and, of course, St. Nicholas. We have reindeer on stage. And that's what really grips the children. I mean, the exposition is nice for the parents. It gives them some education. It gives it something for the preteens as well. But the younger ones, the, uh, what do you call them, the shoe leather kids? (laughs) No, uh, shoe sole audience. Shoe sole. That's because their feet are, their legs are so short when they sit in the seats. All you see are the bottom of their feet. They tune in to the animation, the colors, uh, the, the dance and the song. And you can feel we kind of lose them a little bit mm-hmm. when we start talking instead of singing, but they jump right back in. Right, now, there's, um, also remember there's another character that hops around in here, a mouse of some sort. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Well, you know, there are always mice scurrying about. So there's a, a fun mouse that loves to play with the children and also loves to tease Clement more uh, and also sets him on the path of actually beginning the poem with the help of the children in the audience. So the children seem to really enjoy the interplay between Diana Mouse and Clement Moore. Now, the whole poem is introducing Santa to the world. Mm-hmm. And here we have Santa right with us. 
So what's it like playing the, the famous character? Very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Um, there's a, a rapport that develops between the audience and the character once you walk out. It's a, it's a case where you really are Santa Claus to them. I even had a, a small boy once jump up and yell, Santa, and come right up on the stage <laughs> to, give, to give Santa Claus a hug. Uh, you know, it was a little disconcerting at the time. But uh, you played with it, and Mother came and saved the day <laughs> and took him back to his seat. It's great because you, you have that type of feedback from them. You can hear the chattering of the audience. Ooh, is that Santa? No. Doesn't look like Santa. He's not dressed in red. No, he's not. He, and you, they're, they're discussing this. It's a big discussion going on when I come out as Kris Kringle. Mm -hmm. Because some of them are convinced, okay, that's Santa Claus, but a lot of them, they're not buying it yet until we start getting into the more uh, presenting the persona of, the, of Santa Claus. Because I am a Dutch workman, and I can give Clement a hard time in the <laughs> beginning. You know, I'm more or less intimate that he is sick in the head. <laughs> and he's believing me. <laughs> now, is it tough? Do, you're doing this role every year, and people think, well, you just remember what you did last year. <laughs> With a part as large as Santa, is that an easy thing, or do you have to actually go keep going back to the book? What book? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say to you. <laughs> I get a book every mm. year. I have a very large collection of them now, <laughs> devoid of notes. You, you know the, the role is second nature now. You know, the only time that there's a problem with it is if I'm just looking at the kids and Clement says something and I'm, huh? <laughs> that type of thing. That doesn't happen too often. Either that or I write a new section in and I add a new character on you. and then change genders on characters. Yes, yes. yes. We, we would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> that happens quite often depending on who auditions. But when you have everything else down, mm -hmm. Pat, it's, it's no problem adding this or or you know, taking this off or changing this or, right. or doing whatever you want to do. That's very minor when you take the whole thing into consideration. Mm -hmm. You can add them without even taking notes and putting notes in the book. So I hear about it enough during rehearsals. <laughs> and I guess that was directed towards you. Yes, it was. That's all right. <laughs> so this is a show that people come to year after year. You guys sell out continuously with this. What's it like to see those audiences out there of all those kids well, and then, I, yeah. if I remember, a lot of them, like, they stay afterwards and they... They do. They get uh, Santa Claus's. Well, actually, they get everyone's autographs. Right. They just love running around that auditorium. Even down to the smallest elf, uh, the younger children will ask for an autograph. They do get in line to visit with Santa. I, I think that's really why we do the show, is it's just so exciting and such a thrill to see how excited the uh, audience gets and the children in that audience. They just they give it give right into the whole fantasy of this. And it's, it's a beautiful thing because Santa Claus does live and Santa Claus does visit. And uh, to see those children see Santa on stage makes it all worth it for me. And Santa will be visiting the Kelsey Theater on the West Windsor campus of Mercer County Community College. And performances will begin on Friday, December 5th at 7 p.m., Saturday, December 6th at 11 a.m. and 2 and 4 p.m., and Sunday, December 7th at 2 and 4 p.m. And there will also be daytime performances on December 5th and December 8th for school groups. And you can contact the Kelsey Theater at 570-3566 for information on that. 
Tickets for regular performances are $10 with discounts for seniors and students. You can go to www.kelseyatmcc.org or call 609-570-3333 for further information and reservations. I would like to thank my guests, Diane Wargo, Ken Ams, and John Castello for speaking with us today. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for Our having us. Yes. For Backstage Pass, I'm John Maurer. Thank you for listening. Ho, ho, ho. Happy Christmas. <laughs>